Have we found the game to dethrone Carcassonne? My name's Jonathan, and this is the Snakes Cast, a podcast for people who don't know as much about board games as they'd like to know. It's game spotlight time, and we're looking at a tile placement game this week that's gunning for Carcassonne's lunch money. It's called Cacao. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast, everyone. Joining me this week are my co-host James Suarez. Hello. And John Lowndes. Hi again. Okay, so uh, obviously most of the servers of Snakes really enjoy having a chance to teach James, and why should gurus have all the fun? But they have to keep it to games that are pretty quick and simple to teach because, well, they're busy. They've got all this other stuff to do, like we were talking about last week. <laughs> One of the all-time favorite introductory games is Carcassonne. Last week we did a whole episode about it. It's still a big deal. Uh, Alhambra by Dirk Hen came out a few years later, and it also won the Spiel des Jahres, but it never quite took on Carcassonne's mantle as the go-to introductory game, maybe because it was a bit more complicated. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now we have a new challenger, a new game by designer Phil Walker-Harding, which also takes about 30, maybe 45 minutes, also features little square cardboard tiles that gradually build a landscape where players score points, also has a little meeple for each player, and <laughs> is also easy to teach. Question, have the two of you had a chance to teach uh, or play Cacao just yet? We actually just learned and played it yesterday for the first time. Okay, first impressions? You know, I like it. It was uh, a pleasant, casual game. Uh, it has a, a bit more meat than Carcassonne. All right. So let's go over it and see how it looks. Let's begin with the visual appearance of this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's, you know, I come to the table, people are playing uh, Cacao. What are we going to see? How many people are sitting around the table to start with? Uh, about the same as Carcassonne. We'd two have four. two to four, maybe a fifth. The phrase about the same as Carcassonne is going to come up a lot yeah. in yeah, this so. episode. Uh, and on the table, we've got our square tiles again, right? Yes, Absolutely. square tiles, one meeple. But we actually have a player board this time. Oh, no, we, we had a board last time with Carcassonne, too. Yeah, no, that's everyone right, that's just, we had a scoring true. board before. Yeah. Now we have a player board. Yeah, yeah. Each player has their own little thing. Yeah. You've got your own thing, your own little thing with your village and your, and your river. T- yeah, you've got your own little river and your little meeples going along there. Just um, like Carcassonne. <laughs> except, of course, in Carcassonne, it's all shared. I mean, you've got your meeples. Right, yeah. This time, you've got more stuff that's just yours. How does the, uh, the layout of these tiles look different? I mean, we've still got a sort of a landscape that we're doing, but it's not the same. Well, first off, it, we're building a checkerboard pattern. We yeah. go jungle, then uh, village tile, then jungle, village tile, and uh, checkerboard. Uh, so the jungle tiles are mostly uh, green. Yeah, mostly and, green. We've and then got... the village tiles are for each player, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. So the red players got their red village tiles, the white players got their white village tiles. Yeah, and then you got the purple tiles. Uh, as opposed to Carcassonne, where you could you could lay a tile anywhere you'd like, as long as it follows the rules of you know grass to grass, road to road, etc. Um, there are... You, you could lay a tile wherever you'd like, but then a tile will, uh, a, what's it called, a jungle tile mm. will come out if a certain space has been opened. Yeah, if there's a spot yeah. in the pattern, where, yeah. in the checkerboard pattern, where another jungle needs to come out. I think mm. that's one of the first things that separates the two of them. Uh, whereas Carcassonne has the puzzle aspect of finding the right place to build this landscape, yeah. you have to... Uh, conform yourself to this one particular grid of jungle then village, jungle then village, and because it's more of a worker placement game with your tiles, yeah, we've you talked have to, about worker placement games before a little bit. Yeah, you have to choose where is best to place your tile based on what meeples are on it. Yeah. So each of these little jungle tiles will do something different for you, right? Mm-hmm. So you got tiles that will give you cacao, 
as the name suggests. These awesome piles. little wooden beams. Yeah, that looked to collect. That looked like very little, satisfying. It, it's so cool to pick one up <laughs> and put it on your player board. You can only have five cacao maximum. Uh, there are tiles that let you sell cacao. Tiles that let you go up a river. Tiles that'll give you a uh, a sun token. That's what they're called. Yeah, the sun tokens do some interesting stuff as well. And they you do. Collect those. Yeah. Uh, we've got temples where you can score points at the end. And your village tiles aren't all the same either. It's not just I put a red village there, I put a purple village there. They've, no. mm-hmm. they've got... Each one has a specific number of workers on every side of the square. Yeah. And they always equal to four. Yes. Just in different configurations. So in some of your villages, you might have a worker on all four sides, and others you might have three over here and then one over there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And depending how you lay them out, they get to do stuff. Like if I put three of my workers next to a cacao thing, I get to harvest three cacao beans. Yeah. You always get to do the thing that many times. Exactly. My personal favorite is that sending three people to a market sells three cacaos. The fact is is that these people each can only carry one cacao bean. So we can sort of get see a picture forming here. We're taking turns putting tiles out there. We're making this checkerboard. We're harvesting cacao. We're selling it for money, uh, putting our workers out, advancing various different things, collecting stuff. And when does this come to an end? It comes to an end when you run out of tiles. Yeah, so same idea as Carcassonne. Once mm-hmm. all the tiles are gone, then we figure out how many points we all have, and the person with the most points wins. Yeah. Okay, so what were your impressions of this game? I mean, you, you said that you liked it, generally speaking. Yeah. Uh, a bit more involved than Carcassonne. What's, uh, who, who would you recommend this to? Well, if, to, to people who've played Carcassonne and liked it and are ready for something, like, we, like John said last week, uh, you might get you know, tired of vanilla Carcassonne. If you're looking for something with a bit more meat on its bones, then this is definitely the game to go to, the next logical step. Yeah, it does feel like uh, Carcassonne is the ancestor to the game. and <laughs> It owes a great debt to Carcassonne. Absolutely, sure. yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not sure exactly how much the game is going to expand in the same direction as Carcassonne, <laughs> as yeah. in if it's going to have 200 different expansions. <laughs> yeah. I-, I feel like it is a Carcassonne variant in and of itself, as in it, it has the base aspects of Carcassonne, but then there are also so many other ways to get points in the game. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of like what the expansions of Carcassonne do to Carcassonne. Yeah. So it doesn't need to be expanded in the same way that Carcassonne has been. Although it might be. It might. There yeah, are... I could see different kind of jungle tiles coming out in the future. Sure. And different sort of options, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Ways, you can, ways you can reuse things. I mean, like the uh, like the giant meeple that showed up yeah. in inns and cathedrals oh, that yeah. is twice as powerful as the regular one. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I can easily imagine something like that coming, something like that coming up for cacao. Mm-hmm. Um, I think th- th- there are a couple of major differences that tend to shake out. Firstly, in cacao, you get to have stuff. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's also visible in other variants of Carcassonne, like South Seas, which is my personal favorite. Uh, or uh, Traders and Builders. Yes, yes. But uh, in, in this one, getting stuff is, is, is mm-hmm. not just an expansion thing. It's central. Yeah. You know, collecting yeah. That, uh, that cacao, collecting those, those, uh, those sun tiles and deciding when to spend them to do yeah. things. You know, the, the fact that you have the player board to begin with, mm-hmm. um, to me, that's probably the single thing that makes cacao the most likely thing to sort of overtake Carcassonne as the introductory game because everybody likes getting stuff. Yeah, everyone yeah. likes getting stuff and selling stuff and making money, right? Which yeah. is one of those reasons where, oh, 
Monopoly is such a popular game. That's because people like making money and having the most money at the end of it. Which and is, getting stuff. Which, yeah. And getting <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. And so it still has that satisfying tile-laying aspect. And yeah. same with the worker placement. You get to organize your meeples in the best way to make the most points. Yeah. However, you also get making stuff, which is in and of itself the most rewarding it aspect feels so of the good. game. Yeah. It, it, it does. <laughs> And uh, the other big difference, I think, is the, uh, is, is, is the difference between in Carcassonne where it's a slow, big build towards yeah. a big payoff, whereas uh, in Cacao, it's more of a gradual, steady drip of points coming mm-hmm. your way, rather than a long dread, a long dread, a long dread, and then, whoa, massive sort of <laughs> feast and famine kind of thing, which to me, again, I think that might actually make it better for new players. What do you think? Is it, is, is it when you, we've got somebody you're introducing to games, you want to make sure they have a nice first experience. Is a slow, steady drip of points better? Or is that sort of sudden, exciting reward better? Well, that's the thing. Carcassonne, because it's the ancestor of so many games, it makes you ready for the games that would come after it, where so many Euros that came after Carcassonne were all about that slow drip Mm. of points. Whereas I can see this be more satisfying to players who uh, are new to Euro gaming because it's an immediate amount of points. You do something and you see it happen. Whereas if new players are going into Carcassonne, they put down a meeple, they don't exactly know. Might be a few turns yet. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And they don't necessarily know if it's actually going to pay off yet or how it's going to pay off because they're new to the game. James, if your family in Ottawa had started out with Cacao instead of Carcassonne, do you think it would have had the same effect? Would it have worked as well, not as well, better? Um, they would be able to grasp it just as easily as, as Carcassonne, I definitely think. And I think they'd like it. I think if I would introduce them to Cacao, they might enjoy it more than Carcassonne. Or at least I would, right? Because mm. it gets to a point where... All right, we just played Carcassonne for six times <laughs> in a row. If I see another monastery, I'm just going to flip something. And Car- and Cacao is, I, I mean, we only played it once, but yeah. I felt like it was something that would hold me over longer than Carcassonne. Yeah, so, I yeah. felt like I could have played another two or three rounds of that without having any quarrel with it. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't feel the same way about Carcassonne Vanilla without the expansion. Either. I have never been able to play more than two rounds of Carcassonne, so... I, don't, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try a little bit more compare and contrast here. Mm-hmm. Ease of learning. Are you going to teach somebody this game? Which is easier to teach? I think Carcassonne would be a quicker teach. With the farmers? No. I would keep. I would stay away from the farmers. If you cut out the farmers, then absolutely, Carcassonne would be quicker. But if Full game, I'd say they'd be just as fast teaching both of them. Um, um, yeah. I think I'd agree. Yeah. So, ease of play. You know, you've got the rules. Now you have to actually figure what you're going to do on your turn, which mm-hmm. is easier. Uh, again, I think that one goes to Carcassonne, just because you pick up... And that is with the caveat if you're playing with the house rule of three tiles in your hand mm-hmm. or one tile from the box. If you're picking up one tile from the box, you have very limited things you can do. Which makes it least, easier, really. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, I would agree. Uh, just having the random aspect of, I have one tile that I can play somewhere, where would that help me the most? Exactly. Um, that is quicker to pick up. However, you only have four meeples on your tiles. You can really choose where to put them, and it's not, it's not like it's the most complex no. thing 
that you can do. All right. How about engagement then? You know, the, the, the involving players, getting them into the experience. Which one wins there? That one's got to go to cacao. Yeah, yeah. I, immediately when I was playing cacao, I was much more interested in it. Yeah. Do you think that would be the case with new players just as much as with veterans like you guys? I think so, yeah. Just because uh, it's like you were saying before about collecting uh, stuff, right? The moment you pick up four cacao, you're like, oh, I have more cacao than you. (laughs) And I will sell that cacao. I am the cacao master, and these are my tampons. Exactly. (laughs) So what about uh, visual appearance and presentation? It's a pretty game. It looks nice on a table. Prettier than Carcassonne? <laughs> uh, I, you know what? Yes, I'm going to say Cacao is prettier than Carcassonne. I am going to say both of them are so minimal that it doesn't matter. I'd say they're both pretty in their minimal aspects. You, you know why I liked Cacao in terms of visuals better than Carcassonne? Well, yeah. 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 the bright colors? For me, it's the bright colors. There's okay. the bright colors, but there's also lots of time when we were playing, the board became a square, a perfect square, <laughs> as opposed to Carcassonne's. Carcassonne, it's just everywhere. Because every time you, you play Carcassonne, yeah. like, the universe makes it so that... It's being built towards the edge of the table, and now all of a sudden you have to move everything an inch over. <laughs> Although it does wind up looking more like an actual geographical map of a place that could exist. That's, that's true. So that hey, what are you talking about? <laughs> I I have ancestors from a square jungle. Thank you very much. <laughs> Some of us might actually have ancestors from Carcassonne, um, which, believe it or not, does actually look like that. If you've ever seen the city, it actually does look like that. Oh my wow. God. <laughs> okay, end game. The end game in Carcassonne, there's that sudden explosion of points as the farmers kick in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the end game of Cacao, there's the sudden explosion with the temple scoring. Does anybody win this one? Uh, I'm going to go with Cacao again because usually at, near the end game is when people start playing those uh, those sun tokens where mm, you could play right, a tile. start doubling up on exactly. your other Exactly. Yeah. And all of a sudden that a tiny little bit of area control that comes into mm. Cacao with the temples... It, it um, really shines at the end of the game because a, a temple that you thought was yours gets taken away. Oh, actually, I hate to say this, you can only play on top of one of your. Oh, right, no, the, the temples can change. Your Sorry, your, your villages. You still play on top of one of your old villages. Yeah. But yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. You can totally swing possession mm-hmm. of one of those temples from somebody else to you. And that swing of those six points you thought they were yours, now they're mine. Huge difference. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. And visually, I would say that it's just so much more simple to pick up of arranging your meeples around temples that are already on the map rather than trying to map out exactly where I need to place my farmers in order to fit it within and then these counting strange how many roads cities everywhere. are next to it and now we have yeah. to multiply by three. It's still the same sort of mechanics, however, I would say that the temples are easier to pick up. Yeah. Okay. So if we add this up, it seems like cacao is coming out ahead. Is it actually going to be as big a deal 15 years from now as Carcassonne is today? I would say that Cacao, while it is, in my opinion, a better game, or at least it was more interesting to me having already been playing Carcassonne for mm. one or two years, um, I would say that Cacao, it, it borrows a lot from Carcassonne, and Carcassonne has a legacy. The reason that it's done so well is because people know the name Carcassonne. And it's a starter game that everybody shares with each other. Cacao's not at that level yet, so we can't really say whether or not it'll be as successful because that's where Carcassonne's gotten its success, is people knowing its name. 
Um, would I say it's a better intro game? Maybe. James? I think Cacao is a, a gamer's Carcassonne, mm. which... Uh, or Southern Alhambra? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I guess Alhambra would be a it's bit hard, more... It's you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But because Carcassonne is so simple and casual, and Cacao has just a little bit more of... It, I mean, it's almost a sin to say it's a bit more complex, but it <laughs> is. I think it won't have just the explosion and, and diluge of expansions and um, life that Carcassonne has. It's not gonna, that it'll be, you know, gone in five years, but... It's, you, it's a tougher marketplace for it to it stand is, out into, yeah. isn't it? Back because then, it's exploded already. Yeah, there's, yeah. Uh, there's, yeah. there's, there's relatively uh, so many more games out there that it has to compete with. Carcassonne could become something that people would recognize by name because mm-hmm. at the time uh, it was so, such a smaller sort of field. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see. All right, that's it for this week. If there's a game you'd like to see in the spotlight, tweet it to us at SnakesCast. I'm always curious to know what games you're interested in. James, John, thank you for being here. Thanks for having us. Keep laying those tiles. <laughs> the SnakesCast is produced by P.T. Douglas. Music is provided by Ben Sound. The opinions expressed on the show belong to people in it and not the company behind it. Until next week, folks. Game on. Game on.